The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. The world's best subscription apps use RevenueCat to power in-app purchases, manage customer data, and grow revenue on iOS, Android, and the web. With RevenueCat, I can easily see my most important metrics. What are those? That's install the trial, trial the paid, and LTV. And now they have a new paywall feature that's going to make it easy for you to build high converting paywalls and more importantly, A-B tests without needing a new build. Learn more at RevenueCat.com. That, once again, is RevenueCat.com. Notix is an audience re-engagement service based on web and in-app push notifications that work for both desktop and mobile devices. With Notix, website, app owners, and marketers can share their content and interact with their audiences in a highly engaging channel while still having the opportunity to monetize both mobile and web subscribers. Learn more by visiting notix.co. That is an O-T-I-X dot C-O. What is up, App Nation? It is your boy, Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the most affordable, most effective app marketing agency out there. And today we're going to talk all about paywalls. And you are on the right YouTube channel if you want the most effective strategies working in the apps today. We're going to talk all about subscriptions, paywalls, what's really working in the app space, and I brought on a phenomenal guest. He's an indie app developer. He's a developer advocate at Revenue Cat. I know you heard of them. And so we're going to break down everything right now. Stay tuned. Here we go. Charlie, let me give you a proper intro, my friend. He, this guest is Charlie Chapman. He has over ten years of experience developing cross, you know, software across a variety of platforms. And over the last few years, he's developed a strong passion for indie developers making apps for Apple platforms. He's been featured many times for his app Dark Noise, right here that we're going to pull up as well. And he's the developer advocate at. Revenue Cat. So check out Dark Noise and then Revenue Cat. They've got a brand new feature where they're going to help you. Obviously, we all know and love Revenue Cat for all the subscription data and the metrics, and we'll break that down in earlier, but in a later <laughs> segment, <laughs> I'm screwing everything up. And then the other thing that they just launched is the paywall feature, and we're going to break down Charlie's experimentation with the paywalls as well. So there you go, Charlie. How did I do there? Perfect. How would you grade? I'm, okay, perfect. I'm used to doing these uh, like pre-recorded where I can edit everything I say. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how many flubs I have on this, but I assume it'll be quite a few. I just fumble my way through everything. Let's say hi to a few people before we get started. But Nurex is here. Kevin, good to see you. Happy Halloween! Thanks for the message. What's up, Luis? We got David as well. David would be looking at your app. Eric Schneider, what's up, Eric? Arvon, Arvid. Dom John. Oh, he, he showed me his last name. David, what's up, David? And I know David's in Nigeria and Marwan is here. All right, Charlie, your app, Dark Noise, you recently, it was a paid app, actually, and you yeah, recently yeah, changed to a front. subscription app. Talk to me about that journey. Yeah, it was, 
there was I don't know if you recall, but in the in the tech space, uh, things were a little scary uh, early this year, late last year. You know, companies doing things, and so I was trying to kind of think through my because I have a you know normal full time job uh, as an iOS developer, mm -hmm. and I was kind of thinking like, all right, what are some things I can do to prepare in case something happens? And one of the things I thought of is, hey, I can take this indie app that I have, Dark Noise, and maybe turn this into like a proper capital B business. Mm. Um, and the obvious thing to do there is switch it to subscriptions, make it a sustainable business model. And so I started working on that um, very, very quickly. The obvious answer from everybody I talked to was use revenue cat. Don't try to do it manually yourself. So that's what I did. Um, and I launched that in, I think March of this year, uh, the full, the actual switch over to subscriptions from a paid up front app. Um, and then within like a month, I ended up getting a job at Revenue Cat. Uh, those were unrelated, <laughs> although kind of related, because that's why I was excited to take on that job. So uh, that's that's kind of the reason why I did that. And so far, we haven't gotten a full year, so it's hard to like fully say. There's a lot of interesting differences in looking at um, looking at your stats whenever you kind of have to relate everything to a subscription versus this one-time payment you get from people. Right. But, uh, so we don't know what the one-year churn is going to look like yet on the app. But so far, things are looking pretty good. Are you able... Well, Charlie, you got to get closer to Mike. So, Charlie... Oh, am, I, am I quiet? Yeah, okay. a little bit quiet. I mean, I can, said, I can bump up the gain here, too. Okay, let's bump it up. But can you share, like, maybe just percentage-wise, the revenues from being a completely paid app to now a subscription app? Um, the impact on downloads, too? So what's interesting is I expected downloads to go completely crazy and be like super high because I now the other thing on top of this is I have a free tier, which I didn't mm -hmm. have before. Um, and downloads were pretty high when I did the initial launch, which is typically the case. Uh, you know, I do quite a bit of I'm kind of noisy on Twitter and everything. And so I usually can get a lot of action going then. But with a paid up front app, all that obviously just tails off, um, which it kind of did here, except again, these are now subscriptions, which means uh, they're going to, you know, bring in revenue as it goes. But what was interesting is once things kind of tailed off into their baseline, it was pretty similar revenue numbers to what I had paid up front. Um, really? Yeah, which I wasn't really expecting. It, again, it isn't necessarily bad because I wasn't getting to the renewals yet. Okay. Um, so like that wasn't too bad. But the thing that was really wild was uh, when iOS 17 came out, uh, Dark Noise was pretty heavily featured. It was like the top spot in the um, good apps for use with standby, the new uh, uh, iPhone feature where if your phone's like sideways on your nightstand or something. It's really it cool. Will, yeah, it'll switch over and use these widgets. Um, it I'll was at the top of that spot. And having a free tier and getting one of those features, which I'd gotten features from Apple before, but when you have a free tier, those numbers were crazy. Like... When I looked at my my like first time user stats, uh, it literally looked like I had zero for the whole rest of the year because of how big the number was before that, um, and so that was that was wild, and that was a huge spike in a way that I usually, if you get an Apple feature, it's like a nice big payday, but here it was like it changed the trajectory of things in a way uh, I wasn't really used to. So that that was the big. That was kind of the big moment where I realized how different it is. It's not just subscriptions. It's also having a free tier. But it was it was quite a big difference from what I had before with a paid up front app.
So the the Apple feature before, when it was paid up front, you obviously made more money. But now it's like a lot of people came in, but a lot of people were on the free, free tier. Or sum that up, Charlie? Um, well, a lot of people were... I mean, I got a lot of downloads on the free tier, yes. But a lot of those converted. Way more oh, nice. of those converted than I ever had people that... Yeah, did I get a bell? Is that what that was? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah a lot more of those converted than I ever got convert on a paid up front app. Which, again, oh, it makes awesome. sense, right? Because they yeah. could all download the app and see what it was about before paying me. Whereas paid up front, you know, I'm asking them to do all that up front. I do want to say hi to my wife. She said she's tuning in. So hi, honey. Good all to right. See you. Hi. <laughs> Everybody say hi to my wife, please. <laughs> Charlie, you... Talk to me about how you went about, like, for those who actually paid for the app already, how do you differentiate between making sure that they don't see the paywall anymore, the subscription paywall? Yeah, so um, the way I did it, let's, like, from a non-technical perspective, the way I did it was um, I grandfathered everybody in, basically. So I, I created a new sort of tier that I don't publicly talk about uh, like in the app, but if you if you had previously paid for it, um, the way it'll show up in the app is that you're a dark original. The app's dark noise, dark original. You know that's yeah. the idea. And the whole reason I did that versus just saying you automatically get dark noise pro, which is the the paid tier, is I wanted to leave a little bit of wiggle room for if I add features down the line that have a per user cost where it becomes problematic, right? Um, I might have to gate certain features uh, to only subscribers and that don't include the original people. But the but the big thing was, if you had purchased the app before, I don't want you to ever lose anything. I don't want your experience to be degraded. Um, so for now, and I and that's the thing that pops up. If you click on that, it says, thank you for being a dark original. Um, you have all of the features that are currently included in Pro. There may be things down the line that are locked and required to subscribe. But for right now, there isn't anything. I don't have current plans. I tried to be as like wordy and clear as I could that uh, if I if I put something behind the subscription in the future, please don't get mad. I told you at the very beginning. Um, and people, that seemed to resonate well with people. People were excited. And there is an option to subscribe anyway. I think the button literally says subscribe anyway. Um, and a surprising number of people did that, uh, even though they already have all those features unlocked. So that felt good. I'm trying to find the visual. I want people to really see how cool that that mode is. What is that mode called, Charlie? Uh, which mode? What? Uh, what do you mean? Where when you turn the phone around, it looks really cool. It has the oh date. standby standby mode. Where do, yeah. where do I find it? I was trying to find it. I know I when we talked earlier, I was like, oh, that I is. I believe so cool. if you if you go to um if you go to press. Let's see. Hit the little yeah. We go to press and then. Uh, at the top of that, there's a thing that's like a list of releases. At the very yeah. top, there's a link. Um, Sorry, my internet. Oh, there oh, you here? go. Yeah, if you click that. Yeah, this is a really wonderfully laid out website, as you can tell. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't have it in there, do I? I remember seeing it, and I was like, dude. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Right there. This yeah, is beautiful yeah. right here. You guys have to check it out. And apparently, you have to be, right, Charlie? You have to be plugged in. It has to be charging and it has to be horizontal. And this is yep, standby. Exactly. Mode. So yeah. iOS 17 will automatically go into this mode. If your phone is charging, it's sitting still and it's sideways. And it and this mode, um, if you yeah, if you play the video, you'll see like yeah, play. it's it's using any of those uh interactive widgets that that apps build. 
So I have a bunch of different widgets I put on here and you can tap on any of them and it starts playing that specific sound. So um, cool. And each one of those widgets are pretty configurable. So you can set it to have like a timer or, you know, uh, different themes or something like that as well. So for a lot of people who use this every night, it's, I think it's like the most convenient way to, to use the app. I love it. It's, I'm assuming this is you with your, (laughs) yeah, yeah. this was, this was like the day before release. I'm like, I should record a video. And I very quickly, uh, uh, got that thing set up. That's awesome, man. I love it. Very scrappy. The other thing I wanted to get to is, you know, you get featured by Apple. I know one of the things is to start incorporating like you are doing with the iOS 17 standby feature, some of these new features that they Apple releases. But how else have you found, like what else gets Apple's attention for, for those who want to get featured just like you, Charlie? Yeah, I think, I think it's like, like a lot of things. It's, um, it's compounding effort. So like, you know, one of the big, the big obvious thing is, yeah, if Apple has a new feature that they seem especially proud of, uh, integrate that, find a story to tell with that. But while you're building it, I think a lot of indies, because we sort of look up to Apple, we sort of uh, imitate Apple's way of doing things. But the thing is, Apple has earned an enormous amount of attention already. So when they, if they hide everything from you and then they do some big thing everybody's listening. That is not going to be the case for basically any indie. So to me anyway, I think the better thing to do is to just constantly be telling your story in ways that you can. So I like to, as I'm building it, talk about it. Um, Anytime I like have a feature, even if it isn't the prettiest uh, that I think makes a compelling story, I will record a video. I'll spend a little bit of time at the end of my, you know, development session, uh, recording a video that is trying to tell the story of why people should care about this. And right. every single time you do that, it's another event that you know has the opportunity to capture a couple new people. And some of those new people on Twitter or Mastodon or Threads or wherever we are today, uh, some of those people work at Apple. And like, if you have a cool use case, like I know this now working at RevenueCap, we build tools for other developers. We are constantly looking for people using these things in ways that are interesting, mm. in ways that we didn't expect. And that has to be happening internally at Apple. So like, if a developer who's worked on that feature or has a friend that worked on that feature sees your tweet, they might be like, oh, look at this thing that this guy did with the feature that you just built. Isn't that cool? And if that gets passed around in Apple, it might get passed around to the right person on the App Store editorial team who now has you on their radar and might consider you for a feature. Um, so I don't know. It's never fun to say the answer is do a bunch of work constantly and most of them (laughs) won't work out for you. But I think that's really what it is, is like constantly be doing these things. And each one is an opportunity to potentially catch the right person's eye. Well, Charlie, that's almost like the game of life in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Keep doing stuff and you never know. Like the fact doing stuff. Yeah. That's the phrase. I, I, I'm still grateful that I started this podcast back in 2013 and the fact that I have a business all because I started this podcast. Yeah. It's like, I have to pinch myself. So it is pretty cool too. All right. Thank you, Sam. So Sam says, hi, babe. There, she, <laughs> there he is. Well, we got a question. Let's get back to business. GGEZ says, Hey, Steve, can you tell me where I can test paywalls? Well, <laughs> I mean, a really good place. Oh, wait, uh, here we go. Really good places to go to <laughs> revenuecat.com. Right uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that that's like, 
I was going to say that's our bread and butter. It's one of our bread and butters. That's a weird way of phrasing that. But like, we're all about in-app purchases and subscriptions. Uh, and paywalls are a major part of that. We recently released what you have on the screen right now, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, a paywall UI uh, framework. So that's for helping build the paywalls. But what's really cool about that is it, it is hooked directly into our existing experiments features, mm. uh, which you can use on your own custom-built paywalls. You don't have to be using our paywall UI framework. And that, to me, is the best way to, to test a paywall. Um, whether it's ours or your own custom one or not. Uh, in fact, I'm doing that literally right now. Yeah. Uh, pretty much constantly. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have some tweets about this that we kind of were talking about beforehand. So, like, right That's now, I'm literally, this is using Revenue Cats paywalls, but you could be doing this on your own as well. But I'm running a test right now to, uh, to compare showing. So, I have multiple tiers for plans. I have a, you know, annual, a monthly, and a lifetime. And, if we look at so this is the second one. If you go back to the first to the left, one? yeah. So this is what my existing paywall looks like. So I have the annual is kind of the one that I'm steering people towards, um, and it's a discounted compared to the monthly. And then there's an all plans button at the bottom left that you can tap to see all of them. And what I'm testing against is just showing all of them immediately, oh, right which is here. the one on the right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I've heard from people that showing all of them initially. Um, I, my original thinking was like, I was trying to reduce decision fatigue. Like I want to make it as simple for people to subscribe as possible. And only if you feel like this is too much or something, would you maybe look at other plans? Um, but what I've heard from some people is, you know, the price anchoring that you get from showing monthly compared to annual, you know, right away can actually make that more compelling. And those actually end up performing better. So I'm only a couple days in. Like right now, you know, I'm seeing like a 20% gain on the new one, but that's because the volume is really low. Uh, so though you can't you can't pay attention to those numbers at the early stages. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm. That's the experiment I'm running right now. I like it. And those are the type of experience that I think you should be running. So like you know, GG Easy Revenue Cat makes it easy. I'm assuming you just did it all in Revenue Cat, Charlie. You yeah, built the exactly. paywall and within Revenue Cat, and then you're A/B testing it live within Revenue Cat's platform. Yep. Yeah, and in fact. Um, I had my own custom paywall before, mm-hmm. and I switched over to Revenue Cat paywalls. And actually, what that whole tweet thread that you're referencing yeah, here yeah. is actually about is I used experiments to switch to Revenue Cat paywalls uh, in the first place because I'm very paranoid, as I think probably most people should be, about the one part of their app that like has the most control about the actual money you make. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to switch to Revenue Cat paywalls, even though I work here and it performed worse. So. I tried to like mimic my existing paywall with revenue cap paywalls, switch it over, and then I ran a pretty long running experiment to make sure I didn't damage anything. Right. Um, and the important thing, and this is any tool that you use, I think this is an important thing to think about when you're doing paywall experiments in particular, is most A B testing tools, you're kind of you're kind of testing like A behavior. Did they mm-hmm. click this button or did they not click this button? Um, and with a paywall, I don't think that's, I mean, probably with anything, this is the case, but especially with paywalls, you can't just look at that one behavior because, you know, your new paywall may have increased the amount of people who start a trial, but what if those people are way less likely to convert at the end of that trial? Well, then it doesn't really do you any good to have a whole bunch of new people starting a trial. So what you want to make sure you're always doing is testing, not just how many people converted 
either to a trial or to their first, you know, payment. But what does that look like over the life cycle of of that subscriber? You know, is their churn higher? Uh, are they choosing monthly over annual more often? You know, all those different things. Everything kind of comes back to what is the actual lifetime value you're getting out of that customer? Yeah, totally. And that's one of the things, like if you have downloads, you should constantly be testing the paywall, your pricing, and just be like, you know, instead of thinking about how do I get more downloads to grow this, I'm like, how do I make more money? This is the philosophy I have, Charlie. How do I make more money with the downloads that I am getting right now, right? Because you can do that and we have seen it work well. Gigi Easy has another question. Hey, Steve, when you're getting a good amount of installs, ah, look at that transition, Charlie. Look, I'm a pro, man, but not much (laughs) subscription. Can it be because of bad paywall design or the UI? What do you think, Charlie? When you're getting a lot of paywalls or a lot of installs, but not much subscription. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things that can come into that. It could just be there's not good product market fit. Like you might be very good at... um, at the top of funnel getting those installs but then the people that you're acquiring at that stage aren't the actual customers who are willing to pay for you right um it could be that but yeah it could definitely be the paywall design itself or a big one especially with indies is uh when do you show your paywall because a lot of a lot of people like me who like you're kind of a one-person shop. Or even if you're not, if you have your identity wrapped up in this app that you're making, <laughs> you don't want to come off too salesy sometimes, right? And a lot of times people will bury the paywall behind these pro features and users don't even know that those features exist. And so you, a lot of times one of the first things I'm encouraging people to do is like show your paywall very soon and explain what all those benefits are very soon because you'll get a 0% conversion for everybody that never sees your paywall. Like that is yeah. just a guarantee. Uh, so yeah, that's that's another big one. Yeah. And Gigi, I would say just continually test that paywall. It could be bad UI. It could be what your messaging is on there. And I would here, there's some, I'll pull up some slides too that I, I have. So here, here's my best example. They're getting about, you know, this at the time, and we did this publicly, so I don't mind sharing this, Rudy. He at the time when we optimized this, he saw, you know, he's only about making a dollar a day just doing remove ads for 99 cents. Mm. We added these plans and did in app purchases, and then he saw a bump of 65% just maximizing Ooh, the paywall. Wow. So sometimes it's the offering, right? And what yeah. we did, all we did was at the time, Charlie, he was just a dollar, I think, for remove ads or two dollars for remove ads. I was like, dude, lock up more stuff and then have a full version, like have some decoy, right? So I think. I think, Charlie, in the end, the three plan is going to end up winning. The other thing that I have started saying is like long paywalls perform well. This is my favorite case study. Penman, he's been in the audience and he was like, he only has 15 downloads a day. And he went from $250 to $1,000 a month just optimizing his paywall. And I felt like at the time, I was like, if you have 25 downloads a day, you have enough to test different things and make more money. But then he, he shoots me an email. He's like, Steve, I only have 15 downloads a day and I was able to forex my revenues. So, you know, for me, wow. it's all about momentum, Charlie. Like you have downloads. If you're making more money, you're going to feel more energized and mo- momentum is going to build for you to try to make this into a three, four or $5,000 app. Yeah. So you said, you said long paywalls have been performing better, meaning long as in like scrolling, long scrolling yeah, paywalls. Do yeah. you do you put the CTA at the bottom of that or is it hovering over so that it's always visible? Great point. It's hovering always. Okay, good, good. Yeah. That's I was yeah. just double checking because no. often my assumptions are wrong because uh, I would have assumed that 
But right. I've always been surprised whenever people are like, no, I tested this and it actually performs way better when you do the thing that you didn't expect to perform better. Right. And that's what I say. And I was like, if long paywalls are not performing better for you, you know, recently I just said, just remove the features table <laughs> and just get rid of that. Cause maybe I look at a features table, I'm like, oh, that's good enough for me. You know, I don't have to pay you then. <laughs> so that's why I'd say just remove oh, that so part. You, so features tables, uh, have, have you seen like a pattern with those doing we have poorly an A-B tested or not poorly? One. We oh, haven't okay. A-B tested that one. But my guess was, because back in the day in 2019, I was like, hey, I do think that longer paywalls are going to perform better. And a lot of people started testing it in the audience and then sending me all these slides. And now people are like, hey, I tested your long paywall, Steve. It didn't perform. So I'm like, okay, well, I think it's because the features table is ah, causing you to figure out. Because I look at this, I'm like, this is good enough for me. I don't I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need more yeah. than that. It might it might improve conversion for free users uh, to actually like utilize your app, but that doesn't that doesn't help you out necessarily if they yeah. never uh, convert. Yeah, I agree. Gigi says this is literally this video is literally what I needed. Is it possible, Steve, to share these slides? Just email me and I, I will send you the slides. All right, cool. Hope that was impressive, babe. She's still watching. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, Taweed says, how can I determine if my app is market fit? The trial to paid ratio fluctuates between 30 to 40% and 10 to 15% monthly, with this ratio being particularly significant for downloads in low-end countries. Not sure what the question is, but Charlie, what do you think the question is? How can I? I mean, the first part, how can I determine if my app is market fit? I... I Product market fit is one of those weird terms to me where it's like, when I hear it, what I'm hearing is like, am I a unicorn, right? In a like VC setting, which is different than what most I feel like people in the app development space are going for. Like a sustainable business doesn't have to be um, this hockey stick growth type situation. It's more like, is there an audience that cares about this enough to pay for it? And do they do they uh, sustain long-term? So to me, the bigger thing there is like churn is maybe the metric that you'd use to determine that. It's like, you know, you can you can convince or trick a bunch of people into giving you money maybe, but if they're doing it month over month for a long period of time and you're seeing usage data that they're actually using your app, that to me is evidence that at least that cohort of users is finding genuine value in your app. Agreed. And, you know, I think this is where we'll break it down here. So Taweet, Taid, sorry, I want to screw up your name, but here's how I think about it. Like product market fit, unlike other products in the space, apps, you know, people look at your app store presence, like I'm going to pick dark noise and they go, all right, let me look at, you know, I search for sleep machine, for example, and I find Charlie's app. And then I'm like looking at the screenshots. I'm like, this looks really good. I'm looking at the amazing reviews that he has. I'm like, okay, let's go. Right. And so with the paywalls, that's why we recommend showing the paywall during the onboarding because most people will buy by doing that. And then here are the numbers I look at. And I know people have asked for this spreadsheet. No, I will not send it to you. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but you can pay for it. I might think about selling it, but like I spent some time putting it. But here's what I think if you have a trial activation rate of at least 10 to 50, above 10, you're doing a pretty good job. If you have trial debate, and this is all stuff that you can easily pull within Revenue Cat. I have a video that you can pull it with an App Store Connect, Charlie, but you don't want to do that. You want to use Revenue Cat. Make it easier on yourself, okay? Yes. It's very long and arduous. Trial debate, 30 to 40% is actually on average, right? And so if you're getting that, 
So that's what I think product market fit first, Charlie, in my definition, right? Like, am I getting these numbers? If I'm hitting all those, I've got enough. Then I want to increase my lifetime value of the user by reducing the churn, the annual churn. So how do I, because let's say these are all equal. Well, if my annual, let's say for your app, $20, right? But hey, 80%. So I'm going to put 80% or let's say 50%, right? Stay on for that next year. So now your LTV is 30 dollars right so if the numbers are the same then you just increased your revenues whoops let me put this at 20 and then let me put this at 30 you just bumped it by 50 percent, right by the ltv assuming yeah. everything else stays the same right so that's how i started thinking about it you got enough to to heed if you've got that 30 to 40 percent that's pretty much on average what i've seen what do you think charlie i'm i'm not gonna lie i don't I don't know the numbers as well as you do. Uh, we do we do like a big um, a big report every year. The like That's status subscription apps, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're we're I don't know if this is public knowledge, but we may or may not be doing another one for next year. How about that? Okay. Uh, but those those are good uh, places to look as well to see how you're comparing. We break those down into different quartiles, but you probably have a better understanding with the specific type of apps that you're working with. Yeah. Uh, because we're spread across, you know, these big uh, apps with lots of employees and salespeople and all this stuff, you know, versus an uh, indie shop with, you know, a small group of people or whatever. Those are obviously going to be different. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. As you know, so that was a flex by Charlie. Hey, we got these big guys. <laughs> but no, that's what I like to do is I, I like to compare, right? Like what I see from my end and also you guys have so much data. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not far off, right? That's that's how I knew these numbers is like looking at the reports that, that Revenue Cat puts together and be like, okay, I'm not far off. And I know David said the annual churn on average across revenues, Revenue Cat's data was like 23%. I was like, oh crap, you know, like that's not bad, right? Like, and so yeah. I just remember these numbers. So I was like, man, that's horrible, most of the time you only get 23%. And so some of my clients are doing like 50, 60 and I go, Hey, you guys are doing really well. Okay. <laughs> like, don't feel bad. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. So I think he says, I'm using GGEZ said, I'm using revenue cats API for paywalls currently for all my apps, but I know you could test paywalls. There you go. Yeah. Cool. It's like, we, we try to stress it as much as we can that that is, uh, cause our whole business model is built on the idea that like, if our customers make more money, we make more money. And so yeah. uh, we're always trying to bang the drum on, on the features that we know can like move the needle for people. And experiments is kind of numero uno for that. It's like the obvious thing you can do to be like, I have a theory for this idea that I don't know if it'll work or not. It's like, we'll test it. As long as yeah. you have any decent amount of users, uh, you can run a test over a long period of time if it's a smaller number of users and and make meaningful differences to to your actual you know bottom line. Arvin Arvin says revenue cap paywalls look so generic. Steve, don't they look like they don't belong in my app? Charlie, I'll, I'll take this if you want to, oh, and you yeah, can yeah. add on the, that way. Yeah, I'll <laughs> add you're on. from revenue yeah, cap. You go yeah, ahead. you're from revenue cap. So I'll say this, Arvin. So like one. They just release it. So be patient. Okay. Get that out of the way. <laughs> Two, look at what Charlie did. Look, this is Charlie. This is the tweet I'm assuming. He was paranoid himself. So you have the right to say this, but Charlie was paranoid too. And he works at Revenue Cat. And this is his custom. And then this is his Revenue Cat paywall. So I'm assuming this is what the tweet is, right, Charlie? So I'm like, yeah, oh, you can and make you, it look pretty similar. 
it's yeah it's almost exactly the same and the yeah. reason for that is uh it's a little technical but like we have a couple different ways of using our paywalls so like the ones you see on our page are um the the paywalls where we build the whole thing you build the whole thing on our website right nice. and you can put images and you can set all the colors and all that stuff um and then we'll render that full blown in your app using our api but there's another way you can use these, which is what we call a footer view. And if you go back to my app real quick, yeah, um, and go to the one that's our paywall. So that bottom section, that right there is revenue cap paywalls. And so that encapsulates all of the mm -hmm. payment stuff. Uh, it shows the plans based on what's in my offering in in the revenue cat. So like I can switch all that stuff around. I can change the wording of the CTA. I can change prices, you know, all that stuff will work like you said. And then the section above that is actually native code. So I actually just use my old paywall. This isn't a revenue cat term, but I like calling those uh, like marketing views or like brochures. It's kind of like that top section. And there's actually another tweet in this thread that you can find, you can see, but those icons at the top are animated oh, cool. because it's, it's full-blown... Right yeah, that one right there. Um, yeah, so you can see... And like if you hit all plans, it pops that thing up. That's also revenue cap paywalls. Um, but all that stuff at the top, that's just like native Swift UI code. Um, and so that lets you build something that feels exactly like your app with all of your... you know, If you want to do videos or you want to do a carousel or something that our paywall templates currently don't provide, which is another thing we're, we're adding onto those templates over time and... I think there's a new one coming out maybe even this week or next week. That's um, cool. So that's something that we're continuing to improve on too. But but we have this footer thing to to extract the thing that makes building a paywall hard, which is all the in-app purchase stuff that yeah. is kind of difficult. We will encapsulate all that in that footer. And then you can just do like straight, not really interactive Swift UI uh, or UI kit code uh, for that top section. Yeah, and look at you took the footer and just expanded it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the footer has a expanded or collapsed like mode that you can run it in. That's very cool. I like it. I like having you on. You can talk. You can talk nerdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to uh, yeah end up in the nerdy the nerdy spectrum uh, most of the time. I think. I love it. Okay, and it, look, it makes it easy. And I think Danny, I think I answered your question there. Uh, not showing this ha 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 for that's the username for those just listening for amazon app store the subscription earnings are not showing up on revenue cat dashboard so you're not getting paid it's show zero anything on that uh i mean it sounds like a a bug or something i i would definitely reach out to our support team on that that if you're if you're making sales uh that should be showing up on the dashboard for sure awesome and then mary's here good to see you mary we got five live and then let's see okay five live says i'm just now starting at what point is a good time to start using a paywall tool for subscriber tracking and paywall ab testing or total number of users uh i mean i would say like right away yeah um the thing like even if you even if you have a small number of subscribers i have some stuff i want to like write about this but I need to do more math uh, on this. So I'm not like a thousand percent confident from a like statistical analysis point of view. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things like I've worked at big companies where we ran 
big experiments and we are always going for like uh, statistical significance at certain confidence intervals. Um, and that requires a lot of users, a thing that not everybody has, you know, at a smaller, especially indie scale. But I think, I think one of the things that you can use A-B testing for at the sort of craftsman indie level is uh, it's more like a safety net. So like, like the way I did the, the switch over to revenue cap paywalls, I wasn't yeah. trying to prove that I improved things by 5% or something like that. I was trying to prove that I didn't damage things by a significant amount. Mm. And so if you run an experiment over a month or two, um, doing something that you're a little nervous about and you don't see a drop off of 10 or 20% or something, you can know you didn't like materially damage your app. You can't, you at those smaller numbers, you can't make like, you know, three or four or five percent improvements and have much confidence unless you run it for a very long time but you can have confidence that you didn't destroy it Um, and that's where like if you're kind of doing the craftsman thing where it's like i'm using my gut um and i think a lot of good software is built that way where it's not just incremental improvements over time like the traditional complaints that people have about big tech um it's still a good idea to have this safety net whenever you're doing something that especially around a paywall where, you know, it could impact your bottom line. And it's like, throw that experiment on there and run it for a couple of weeks and make sure you didn't do serious damage by adding a new animation or video or do something crazy with your paywall um, just as a way to double check that you didn't break things. Honestly, it's like, I have data on this. The tiniest little things make such a dramatic difference. I'll give one away. All right, Charlie, here is what we see. So let me try to find, oh, here. So to answer five lives, I agree with Charlie. Do it right away. You know, 15 downloads a day, $252,000. There it is. If you need proof, right? Here's a friend of mine. Here's the giveaway. He, he was like, Steve, I was listening and I added more text. It's a visual app. It's like a bit emoji app. So he thought visually have a lot of visuals on his paywall, right? He tested this. He saw a 50% increase in sales for it's not even a subscription to one time. By purchase. adding te- more text. By adding more text. Yeah, that's it. That's the big difference. The other thing he listened to was adding the word free. Mm, Actually, yeah. so one of our clients, he, let me try to find a good example. But yeah, this. So let's just say get seasonal stickers. And all we did was added the word free, get free seasonal stickers. That increased conversions by 11%. So is this a little, just adding the word free allow you to like just pretty much increase. Yeah, and like your CTA itself uh, yeah. at the bottom, that can yeah. make a surprisingly huge difference. Absolutely. Um, and that's one that's like so easy to test, right? That's kind of my go-to if I don't have an experiment, like a big idea that I'm currently yeah. working on. Yeah. I, I'm now one of those people, I don't want to waste any experiment time. So if <laughs> I finish an experiment and I don't have something easy to do, I'll just test a new CTA. Because I've had CTA it. changes that are literally just text that have made 20% differences just by changing like a word and that yeah. that seems crazy but it, you know it's, it's true i mean yeah my a friend of mine at blue throne adon he he said the same thing he said like he was just like showing all the different ctas and unlock everything or unlock all pro features things like that yeah it's like 12 20 increase in conversions just by i love that tip all right here's a question that i can't answer are paywalls available for react native not currently uh, that is, yeah, that is a common thing. We technically paywalls are still in beta. 
Um, we recently added Android, so we're on both native platforms, but we, we have not added hybrid support. It's something that, you know, we're working on, but, uh, we don't have a date or anything for that yet. Yeah. Nurex, I don't understand your question. If you want to ask it again, always reviewing makes sense on keywords growing up or it's optional. Is that like ASO keywords? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Prof says, hi, Steve. I have one remove ads IAP for now, but I have some premium features users using with rewarded ads. If I set up subscriptions, how can I determine that which one worked well? What do you think, Charlie? Is this, so this is like comparing different feature sets? Yeah, I think so. Like if he has remove ads for now, but he wants to add more premium features and then he wants to use rewarded video, how does he compare if he moved to subscription that subscriptions are working better? So you're the perfect answer. You're the first yeah. person. So it's I'm trying to think through what the scenario is. I mean, basically it's like changing your feature sets and seeing what what performs better. I think so again, my answer is going to be annoyingly, you know, corporate, but use Revenue Cat. But we <laughs> if you don't use Revenue Cat, I would look at our um our object model, like how we how we structure things. So uh what we do is like we we sort of capture all of um all of a like offering that you send to a user as these things called offerings uh and each one of these offerings can unlock different entitlements and so what what it sounds like you're talking about here is like you want to have different products that you offer to people and then compare these two sets of offerings and see which one performs better um which our our business our our uh uh like the technical model that we use for all of this with offerings and entitlements works really well for this. Um, it does get a little bit tricky if you, cause like once somebody buys one of these things, you sort of have to support it forever or have some way to migrate them to the, the winner plan. Um, I would almost recommend picking a set of premium features and just locking all of them behind it. Yeah. And then what you could test is on your paywall, uh, showcase specific features and then test those two different showcases. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, because sometimes like, like, like highlight uh, different premium features. So if you have like premium feature a and premium feature B, I would lock both of them behind a single pro plan. Right. And then if you really wanted to see which one works better, you could only show marketing material for premium feature a Yep. in one test and compare that against another one that shows marketing material for premium feature B and see which one performs better. But maintaining different sets of like uh, different sets of feature sets that are unlocked for people and like having different users that are in all these different levels over time can get kind of dicey from a like development maintenance perspective. Yeah. Proth, I mean, here's, I have this case study where one of our clients, it's a game, but you can adopt this. So he has subscription. Okay. And then he also has a store where you can buy coins. Mm -hmm. So I think what subscription apps should be doing now is borrowing from games, stealing from games and being like, how do I make money with subscriptions and with consumable in-app purchases as well and diversifying the income. And so that's just one case study, but another one that might be directly related to what you're asking Proth is I've, we work with a lot of big AI apps. What they do is they obviously have subscriptions, but for those who don't buy, that's going to be the majority of your users. Well, if you want to, let's say, create an AI-generated art, you can either subscribe or you have to watch a rewarded video. 
And so it sort of offsets it and blends it. And I think that's what you're asking. But then that I would add subscription. I just think it's the way to go. You can obviously charge more versus like a one-time in-app purchase. And so people are more than willing to pay a $20 a year versus I think a $20 lifetime. Now you have to play around with your data, but that's how I feel. Like it just sounds cheaper, $20 a year versus like $20, $20 now. Like I don't want to give $20 now. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I want to, and with this, before we move on to the app audit, San Standy says, Charlie, what are the best CTAs that you've tested? Uh, that's a good question. So the ones, the one that really made a big difference, and I, I am always hesitant to say this out loud because <laughs> I didn't end up going with it because I can't remember and I haven't dug into whether Apple frowns upon this or not. But uh, the best one I ever did was try free and subscribe, which I see lots of apps do. Yeah. But I know Apple can be not thrilled about the word free uh involved in some some cases so you know that's that's a tricky one but i think by having the and subscribe uh at the end i think that should be good for you um and i want to think apple actually does similar words uh in their apps but as we know that doesn't necessarily mean they won't reject you for it but yeah that was the best one i had uh i think i think continue surprisingly is always uh a good one to always like start with mm. um definitely better than just the word subscribe in my uh cases um but yeah yes. if if you have a trial having the like try free and subscribe that was the best one that i've tried i think you could also just say try and i, th I think they'll get upset at you sometimes if you don't put the and subscribe if you use the word try even on its own um yeah, I'm trying to think of other specific ones that have worked well in the past. Julian says, Apple always uses try it free. Yeah, I was about to say, I think they use that. But I've definitely seen people get rejected by just saying try free. Um, but honestly, like with a lot of things with rejections, I think we, we overly, um, we're overly scared of being rejected sometimes as developers. <laughs> but most of us aren't running a business where we have to get this app update out in the next 12 hours. And usually an app rejection can be solved by you just sending a screenshot of Apple's thing and being like, no, this is actually allowed. Um, and at least in my, my case, a lot of times those will make it through when it's something like wording like this. Obviously, if the, if the reason you're rejected is because you're doing something that they don't want in the app store, that's, that's obviously different. But these, these sort of fuzzy line things, if, especially if you can provide an example of Apple's apps doing the same thing, I found sometimes they're more likely to be like, they just, you know, pass you without saying anything again and you just never ask again and you hope it doesn't happen <laughs> again. Uh, so, yeah, I think the word, like you said earlier, the word free is often very effective. Um, and so finding that in, in your CTA, working that into your CTA is often uh, pretty effective. All right. Well, got a few more questions. I'm hoping we can go, can we go a little bit longer, Charlie? Or, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Okay, cool. So let's move on to the app audit section of our show. And we like to start off every app audit with some dad jokes. Charlie, I like to complete compete. So winner uh, lunch right. drinks. What do you say? What's what's that? Winner loser pays for drinks. Sure. Yeah. Next time. I don't know when we'll see each other. I don't know either. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure right. it out. All right. So if you want your app audited by me and my guests in a future live stream, just go to appmasters.com slash audit. All right, Charlie, what kind of joke do you have? Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, it, 
Either one's fine with me. Okay. Well, I can go for it. Well, you want to go for it? You're the guest. You can go first. Please. Sure. Okay. okay. This is definitely one that I'm not reading off of a website. Uh, <laughs> how do you make an egg roll? How? You push it. I don't get this one. <laughs> do you get this one? Well, I think maybe egg roll as in like the You Chinese just push it down a hill? And then... Oh, you know, yeah. Pun. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> After that was your own joke. <laughs> My like delivery it. was really what sets that apart from the rest. I think. All right, Charlie. Well, I got this one. Are you a big golfer at all? He used to be. Okay. You might like this then. Charlie, I decided to play golf with my friend on the third hole. He said, let's make this more interesting. So we stopped playing golf. <laughs> there you go. All right. Put S if you thought my joke was right. better. And then put C if you thought Charlie's joke was better. And then we're going to take a look at David's app right now. David's got an app and he wants help with increased conversion rate trial to. So let's go straight to it because we're not, we don't have a lot of time. We'll go straight into David's app and it is called, let me pull up David's app actually first for those who want to check it out. David, I think I've looked at your app plenty of times. Okay. So his app is called Headvans, top charade, party charades, heads up, Ellen and doll games. I like how you just stuffed his subtitle with the heads up keyword too. No shame. <laughs> no shame. I love it, David. I love it. Shout out to you, David. All right, let's take a look at his app. Uh, let's see if we can help him make more money. All right. I don't, I'm wondering, Charlie, I'll start off with this with this close button. What do you feel about this? Versus uh, Just versus not showing it, X. making them go. Yeah, just making them go. Just making them go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think there's any harm in, like, yeah, saying you need to go through uh, the whole uh, flow. Yeah. Okay. So let's, what do you want me to do? Hit next or hit close? uh well i guess let's go through all of them okay so here it is you get play with friends next i like that the next goes to the correct guess obviously incorrect guess tilt up oh you're just telling us what to do correct guess mm, set the phone yeah, down yeah. okay a voice control that's cool so we can turn it on yeah it's interesting that you can the way to skip that is to just swipe on the top but i guess that makes sense yep enable i like it the enable i think that's one of the best so i'm gonna hit enable and then he's got the paywall. Okay. Um, I mean, the first thing that jumps out, this is more of a design thing, but like the the paywall plans themselves are hidden at the yep. beginning. I am on an uh, older iPhone 8, just FYI. It might not be okay, hidden on yeah, newer yeah. iPhones, but yeah. Um, so there's the two different plans. Here. You got the badge to say save a certain percent. That's always good. Um. This is where I would, uh, I would again plug experiments, but uh, it the there's a three day trial. Yeah, I definitely would test that because um, yeah. I've like I think the thing that's always performed best in our data. I could be wrong on this, but I'm almost positive seven day trials, like across the board, are the most popular. Um, but I know of people that have said three days work better for them, so it probably depends on you know the app itself. Um. Let's see, 70% or 76%. I've got some ideas too while you're thinking. One of the things I would suggest, David, is I think it's, I would try to go vertical. What we've seen is, and let me see if I can pull it up on, give you, because I like visuals on Revenue Cats thing. The, so yeah, these type of plans, right, where you kind of show them so that you show the one that you want people to opt in first so that they they'd have to scroll to get to the, the bottom. One of our apps, Charlie, we made the lifetime offer for free, but you just had to keep scrolling. And, and oh, so interesting. the lifetime offer was free. 
yeah, I made it because it was a, another hack that I wanted to get into. I wanted to essentially get reviews. And so it was a brand new app. We only mm. had six reviews at the time. So I was like, how do I get 10,000 downloads? Well, I can make the lifetime offer for free and then ask for the review after the paywall. And so we had 150 new ratings, all organic doing that campaign. But anyways, I've seen that this works pretty well. And the first, usually people put, select the first option. So David, what I would do if I were you is kind of change that paywall around and kind of show it like this. I think people understand what the app is. So that's why I'm coming down on the whole long paywall thing. You don't have to necessarily go super long all the time. But I think what I would do is show more visuals about people having fun and then showing playing the game kind of like heads up. And then secondly, go to that vertical pricing plan. I would go annual, weekly, and then monthly. And my hunch now, Charlie, is, and I see it with you know, a lot of different apps. So I don't have any data to support this, but you here, here's what I'm testing. So I'll just look at your paywall and maybe you can tell me if this works better or not. So I like this 299 month, but rather than showing the yearly as a monthly, show the monthly as a yearly so that people understand. Oh, and then it's a more dramatic like dollar sign difference. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's that's my guess right now. Cause I always see it like this. And I'm like, why do we do this? If we want people to buy our annual, why don't we just multiply the monthly and show it as an annual so that they can see it this is $36 versus $20 versus if it's 166 to 299 that's not a big difference i'll just buy the cheaper option and so yeah. that's my hunch right oh, now i don't have data if you're trying to steer people cuz i think the danger there again it's this is why you test things but the danger right. would be you know you're showing the bigger number which might just steer people away altogether right well david said he did test vertical but this one works 16% better that's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then beats me. <laughs> I mean, I honestly yeah, would try weekly yeah. too. It might work better, but uh, I can see the X. I like how the X, you can't really see it that well on the phone. You can see it better on the, okay. my screen, but you can't really see it. So it feels like a hard paywall, but I can swipe left too. I like this. I don't know where to claim rewards. So I don't know what I'm supposed to tap here, David, just FYI. Where do you think I'm supposed to tap? The yeah, 60 down that- here? Uh, yeah, because it's like one is selected. Yeah. Or that's the impression it gives. I don't know if that's just highlighted or if it's selected. Oh, okay, it wasn't so I selected. Just tapped, it was highlighted. I just tapped the one and that's yeah. how I get. One of the things I've seen work really well is when you give these bonuses away, allow me to double it by watching a video ad. And we saw one of our clients that was a game do that very well. And we saw a boost in ad revenue every time when he implemented it. And when we got a, like a lot of downloads coming in, people will just watch the video to double the coins people love that free stuff mm. so let's um, see what the star means another one that might be worth <laughs> testing anyway yeah. is uh is putting like testimonials again this like makes your paywall longer too but like i've heard of people i haven't tested this myself i have some code to get that going but i've heard from people who've like put you know five star reviews from the app store basically in your paywall as like a horizontally scrolling list or something like that. Um, And that can sometimes improve conversion. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think with an app like this, like people might just be sitting around, so you might not even need... That's a good point. It's a a trial. And you might just get away with... Because I'm assuming with an app like this, it's like, you know, I'm in line at Disneyland. You know, this is where I see a lot of people playing it. And I just need it for right now, like literally right now. And so... Maybe even removing the the trials. Test it, David. I don't know, but that could be another option too. But I also have heard that. Yeah, I wonder visually. I wonder if you're just giving away too much. 
away. So try to lock up more stuff. I mean, some apps will literally lock up everything and have seen better results. So it's not a hard paywall, but you really can't access anything. Kind of like Calm, right? There are some free stuff, yeah. but you're going to have to find it. So right. It's, think about that. It's definitely not highlighting the free stuff uh, for you if you're on the free tier. Like just give away one thing and then lock up most stuff. That has worked for other clients too. All right. Anything else here, Charlie? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Let's go into the more important things. Who won that joke round? <laughs> Eric says. Can't imagine who. <laughs> but I like Charlie's delivery ah, better. Self-deprecation always wins. But you did give me the answer. Well, it didn't you quite win. win. <laughs> you didn't win. You got one more? You lost round one. Uh, yes, I definitely have one more that okay. I have come up with on my own. Well, let uh, me ask you some questions. Gigi says, hey, Charlie, regarding new pro plan of RevenueCat, can you cancel it whenever you want or is it permanent? Um, yes, you can. I mean, you can cancel any plans whenever you want. You mean, uh, I, I'm not fully understanding the question. Is it, is the idea like, can you, can I you go back to one of the older the legacy plans? plans? Yeah, I guess so. I, I I don't know the actual answer. My my guess would be no. Once you've migrated to the new plan, you're on the new plan. Like we don't offer the old legacy plans as things that people can join now. Um, so I don't think that you can migrate backwards. Okay, let's go quickly around this. Five Live says the onboarding screens with O with an OTO sub. If I use what's an OTO? I don't know. That's what I'm trying over the. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. What OTO if I use Revenue Cat, do I have to blow it up, or what do I got? What I got, or do I integrate it? I have onboarding screenshots with an OTO sub. If I use, uh, is that Out like box? is that meaning know. like in your onboarding you have a bunch of pages? Uh, okay. Well, ask if, it again. if that's what it means, then yeah, you can use our like we have a way of of popping our paywall for you where it, you know, pops up, but you can also just add it. It's like a swift UI component. So you can add it into an existing flow. So it's like the last page or something like that. One time. Oh, offer. one time offer. Yes. Yeah. Like you can see in my example, I have a lifetime, um, option in there. So you can mix and match subscriptions and, uh, and, uh, non-consumable in-app purchases. Too many acronyms. Paroth says, yeah. how long do I have to A-B test since I have majority of installs from Asian countries? Uh, I don't I don't know that the region... I mean, it matters in the sense that, you know, you might... You'll care, but uh, numbers are numbers. Like, if that's people coming in, then you can test how that cohort of people behaves. So, Agreed. how long you have to test is up to you. Uh, we We don't have built in currently any, like automatic um uh apply the like winner confidence type of thing. levels yeah for statistical okay. analysis there's a million tools online that you can input that into um but if you're really wanting to get high statistical confidence then you'll need those numbers to be you know higher um depending on the degree of change that you see typically week over week i mean that's what i do prof and it's not the number of installs like it's really it's not the number of it's not time it's just the number of installs and number of people yeah. viewing it yeah so like again i'm not a statistician nor do i pretend to be one i just don't overthink it is what i would say too like you can see signals right like that's what i feel like nurek says steve i mean on ranking keywords on higher positions always depend on ratings and reviews i think look i think it's easier 
to move keywords for apps that have lots of downloads, that have brand, that have UA. I don't think reviews matter as much as you think they matter. They do matter. I'm not saying they don't. I just think there are other tricks that I have that I've beaten other apps with less reviews, right? With the same title, with the same keywords in the title, I have less reviews, but I've beaten them because of some of my tricks. So I don't think it matters. Like I won't... Are you meaning trick. ratings or? Yeah, ratings and reviews. Yeah. Oh, okay. Including ratings. Yeah. So you're saying ratings don't matter as much as. As much as you they think do. they do. Yeah. Because oh, again, if you know some of the tricks, you know, I've gotten many apps higher in the rankings just with less reviews and ratings than other apps. So... What, are, what are some of those tricks? Can I, can I, uh, can I needle you, uh, reverse yes, needle you on this show? <laughs> we'll take it offline. How about that? <laughs> uh, well, this is what I want to ask you, Charlie. You are building in public, right? Like you are like very open with all your numbers. Yeah, if you yeah. check out Dark Noise app, Charlie's got a great, great blog where he really talks about everything, like in terms of how much money he's making in terms of the app, like what's gone and what he's yeah, changing. I think that's so- on my my personal blog. Uh, oh, okay, that's right. That that's where there. I saw the yeah. other thing too. Yeah, oh, it's, it's CharlieMChapman.com. Okay, CharlieMChapman.com. Um, yeah. Okay, but are you afraid of like this is? This is my fear. Like, are you afraid of people like stealing an app idea, like, you know, copying you? Do you not have these concerns? No, honestly, uh, that's the big thing is I'm not really concerned about that. I'm also not building super proprietary, unique, new idea kind of things, right? It's a white Mm. noise app. This is, uh, there are a billion of these uh out there my whole thing is i want to build i want to build the like the nice uh polished follows apple guidelines version of that and that's all very public apple talks about what all those things are openly all the time anyway so it's not Mm -hmm. like it's not like i'm doing something you know super secret here um and personally i've found you know we talked about getting attention from getting attention from Apple, getting attention from tech press. If, if that's your market segment anyway, that where that matters Um, and being open and public and trying to help people out as much as I can, all those all benefit that. Right. Yeah. Um, If you look at my, I'm sure I have posts about it. I have posts. I want to write about it, but if you look at my breakdown of, um, of my in app store connect of where my downloads are coming from, um, it's, it's more than most apps, I think, um, that are indie apps anyway. It is it is not just all search, right? Like most mm. people are just very reliant on ASO because they're pretty much gaining all their customers through that kind of one marketing channel of search. And then maybe if they're running uh, advertisements on Facebook or whatever, then you know they have that going as well. But for me, a significant amount of it is, you know, Apple features and you know, articles on nine to five Mac, uh, me doing like kind of marketing events and pushing those. I get like a decent amount from that. Um, and I, I think a big part of it is because I'm so public and try and talk about everything. And then like, as much as I want to be self-deprecating, there is an element of, I like, I genuinely do want to help people. A lot of people helped me, uh, get to this point of, of having an app with some degree of success. And so I really try, hard to you know pay that back i like it man talk to me about the press like what have you found ha, ha, is it effective you know getting all these great features from nine to nine to five mac i more 
one, has it worked out for you driving downloads? And two, what's the best way to approach these type of websites? I mean, like similar to the Apple thing, uh, early and often, like it's really embarrassing. Um, like I, I had uh, Chance Miller, the editor in chief of Nine to Five Mac, on my podcast. Uh, oh, cool! Like a month or two ago, and he talked about this too. But it's like it's really embarrassing, and like a lot of people in our position hate email, and so it's hard to like blast cold emails to people because you just sort of feel a little dirty doing it. But yeah. like he told me, you know on that show he's like we can't respond to everybody but we also rely on that sometimes like mm. we need things to write about so you mm-hmm. you have to send that out um and a lot of times you'll send out a whole bunch of these and you'll hear nothing back and it'll be disheartening but every once in a while you'll get one and that one uh oftentimes having that one article gives you some credibility for other bloggers or tech writers or whatever Yep. to know, have heard of you or write about you in the future. And they all kind of snowballs. And then you kind of form a relationship with these people and they can trust you. Um, so that's a big part of it. Another one is like build a good press kit. It doesn't have to be a lot, but like give these people a really easy way to, to grab screenshots, app icons, the things that are going to make it easy for them to write the articles that they write. Um, and yeah, you have up... Uh, they're like best iOS 17 interactive yep. widgets, I think is what this one was. Yep. And these lists are, they're big lists. And so they don't necessarily, I mean, I think they do help a lot um, whenever they come out, but obviously there's not a whole lot of words there. But I think where these are really good is a lot of these blogs are great at SEO. Like that's mm-hmm. part of their thing. And so over the course of the, the new iPhone's lifecycle, as people download new apps, um that's yeah i'm friends with chris Wu, and that is an adorable oh, i is? love that yeah dude, yeah. i love this name it's it's, it's so a great funny. name and yeah. yeah it's a that's a fun app um but uh but like yeah over the course of the life cycle of these new phones as people download them and something tells them hey you should check out this new standby feature or whatever and they google it they're very likely to come across these lists and so i think those have an impact over time as well sort of for that like baseline level of downloads that you're getting, not just through the app store. Mm-hmm. And then I know the answer, but Raphael said, did nine to five, et cetera, write these articles for your app for free. I thought all of these publishers charge for writing articles. No, I mean, nine to five, uh, I'm, obviously I don't write there, but I feel pretty confident with the people I've talked to. Like they're pretty above board. They, they do have sponsored posts, but they're labeled as sponsored posts. Right. Um, but most of their stuff, yeah, they're writing. And they're they're very uh chance is very proud of like the editorial process. Like he's trying to make things that the readers will appreciate. So it's not it's not like they're just, you know, taking money to write these things uh and not tell anybody that that's what they're doing or anything. Yeah. Most of these publications do not, you know, and I know there are a few that do where it's a pay to play. And so maybe yeah. those are the ones that you want to avoid, but these type of things where you know, Charlie's gotten an article about all this usually earned media versus paid media. Yeah. Any yeah. And a lot of times earned, like I said, making their job easy is a big part of that. Yeah. Um, if you just like send an email that says, try my thing and send a link, like that's a lot of work for them to do compared <laughs> right. to here's a press kit. Here's an outline of the new features and exactly what all the things that you could write about are. And here's a, a like, series of images you can choose from and just plop into your uh 
uh, oh, I'll pull press kit. Pre- yeah, into right your there. your blog, and then like there you go. That's all you have to do, and yep. that that's another thing that really helps. Yeah, makes it easier for them. Definitely yeah. have a press kit. When I used to do PR a lot more. All right, Charlie. Let's get into round two, and then we'll take at Merrex app. I can start since you started all last right. time. Okay, we'll go into round two. Charlie, since Halloween, we just celebrated Halloween in the States. What's the problem with twin witches? What's the problem with twin witches? Witches, yeah. Mm, I don't know. You never know which witch is which. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, what you got? How can I compete with this uh, this comedic excellence here? (laughs) Uh, All right, let's see. I'm just scrolling through my brain looking for a good one here. Um, Uh, All right. What do you call a rude cow? Ooh, what? Beef jerky. I like that one. That's yeah, that's a good yeah. one. All right. All right. <laughs> but see if you thought Charlie's joke was better, put S if you thought mine was better. Charlie needs this one, guys. David said, thank you for your audit. By the way, I am using Revenue Cat. So there you go. Nice. Very cool. Good job, David. You get a point. All right. Maroc's app is up. And I try to pick a bunch that were more subscription or, you know, paywall focus because that's what we're talking about today. So we got Karma, which is an astrology dating app. I really like this. I think if you're going to do a dating app, be in the niche. I'm in the Turkish. I think TR is tur- Turkey, the Turkey thing. So congrats, Maroc. It looks like you got you know, quite a big download velocity for like a lot of ratings in Turkey. I'm just going to check US, just, to, just curious. Okay, a little bit lower, but not bad. Congrats on that market. Okay, let's take a look at the app, Charlie. Like the icon. Honey, Always a fan see, of purple. I can tell my wife, look, I'm just auditing apps. These dating apps, I, this, this, I'm innocent here. I am innocent. Okay. <laughs> Match and meet in the light of astrology. I love it. Charlie, I haven't seen this. I'll start off real quick. One of my clients just told me, I have this feeling, I had this feeling that I was like, sign in was too committal. And instead of saying sign in with Apple, say it continue with. He said he saw a 7% increase by wow. changing it to continue with versus sign in with. So. I'll start off with that. Interesting. Another plug for the word continue. <laughs> exactly. The everybody loves, of, uh, everybody loves continue. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even check this email. All right, honey. Look, I'm just here. All right. <laughs> Let's call. Should I put Charlie? No, I'm just kidding, Charlie. <laughs> Let's do Steven. How about that? Okay. I am a male. What is your birth so information? I've heard from quite a few people that uh, that longer onboarding Mm-hmm. improves conversion by a lot like companies have found just like literally just like adding more and more steps to onboarding uh can surprisingly increase conversion again i haven't tried it with my app yet but uh i've i always found that interesting because i would have thought that would just radically increase fall off like each yeah. one of those steps is an- another step where somebody can fall off yeah i think it depends on the app we have seen one case study where he went from seven to four. He wasn't interacting. He wasn't asking for a lot of questions, but he went from seven to on seven onboarding screens to four, and he saw an increase in conversions. And then obviously, like depending on the nature of the app, if you try to get people to engage with you, like for dark noise, what noise are you here for? Like, well, what can we help you with? That does increase conversions. So you're gonna, but yeah, like headway tends to Duolingo, they all tend to have longer onboardings. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting point, though. So not necessarily just static marketing onboarding screens, right. but like ask questions in ways that make it engaging. 
just a marketing dude. Okay. I generally know the signs. Generally know the signs. Save. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Assuming the paywall is going to come up. Yep. Enable. Here, here's what I have, Charlie. Like, I wouldn't make the no so close to the yes. And so mm. one of our clients, I share this on LinkedIn, but they had a free, so three columns, a monthly, and then a yearly. We remove the free and just show monthly, yearly, X up top, two, two, two X the revenues. It's just like, don't make it too easy for me to say no. Don't make my yes and no so close to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in this case, it'd have to be like a skip or something. Well, they did that on that page, actually. Yeah. So I'm going to hit continue. Cosmic. I like it. Cool. So we still haven't seen the paywall, right? Yeah, we haven't. And I think that's okay with, I don't know. Again, I don't know. But I think it's okay with dating apps because I don't have like a lot of, let's just show all just to keep it fair. Okay. Okay. A lot of intro. And then now here's the paywall. Okay. Yeah. So it's really like that's part of onboarding sort of daily <laughs> have you seen a daily Ooh. subscription is this the first time we've seen is this daily i didn't is I didn't daily this an was... option i guess oh it no is. it's per week no it's per week so okay they, oh that's, that's really weird. interesting it's kind of confusing i did seven daily i guess that's trying to say weekly but it looks pretty weird yeah. oh seven daily. i understand yeah every seven days yeah, yeah that feels uh, i i I mean, maybe this has already been tested, but I would have to guess changing that to just week. Like, there has yeah. to be people that bounce when they see, yeah, daily at four ninety nine because that feels. Although maybe it makes the monthly more attractive. I don't know. Yeah, uh, if Maroc is here, I would love to know, and maybe you can watch this. You can put it in the comments. I would love to know if he's tested because he's doing kind of like what I said earlier. He's showing all the prices in monthly, which is yeah. what he wants people to buy, and so I w- I'd love to know if that. That's yeah, so for. monthly is cheaper than every six months. Yeah, well, no, every six months is the cheapest. So what's the discount? I it's a little fuzzy on my screen, but what is the discount badge on the monthly? It's thirty three percent, and then twenty seven percent. Is that off of? Is that just like saying it's a off discount the six off month? Of... The six month, yeah. So he yeah, wants so... people to buy the yearly or the daily or the weekly and the monthly. Looks like, huh? That's interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen the shorter life cycle be discounted from the longer life cycle. I do think having some social proof, especially in the dating apps, helps. So anywhere yeah. you can have social proof on your paywall really helps. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people agree. Maroc, just change it to one week. And then Kathy says, or days instead of daily, seven yeah. days. I think the daily part is the part that makes it... Uh, come across as this is what you'll be charged every day yeah otherwise i like it i like how it feels like a hard paywall oh no i would probably yeah. try x so other than that looks really good and then boost okay love it i would be else. curious too um so it looked like those messages at the top that like uh carousel at the top was auto scrolling yep if it hasn't already been tested i would test turning that off because I I've heard from multiple people that that videos or animations on paywalls can actually hurt uh, conversion, and so like any kind of movement that drags your eyes away from you know actually converting uh, can apparently you know cause a negative reaction. So it might be worth you know testing turning that off as well. Yeah, I think I 
saw a comment in here about the video. We have seen sometimes video helps. So Nurek says using video promo on, so like it was a teleprompter app, but he saw that having video on that paywall uh, did increase conversions. So I think it depends on the app, but I like yeah, how I, I have heard from decent sized companies, even that having a video on their paywall performed worse, worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. I've personally seen that with uh, my app store page, having a preview video versus not. Um, yeah. But obviously like everything, it's like, it also depends on the video itself. Right. Yep. I like how on the second open, he's doing some promos and showing a discount. You know, oh, I, I miss think, that. Yeah. I think honestly, like I would show discount more frequently. And then David, I think that's what I would be doing too. We have seen that discounting works. So one of the things you can do, David here, this is the, I'm going to steal this from headway. So I'm clicking on 50 units. Obviously I get, I get the, the paywall. I hit X. There's a great time to show the discount because I showed intent. I clicked on one of the locked features. I said no to you like headway does this. They then hit you with the discount. So if you don't want to be that aggressive and just like show it right here, which is what I would frankly do, then show it when I say no to this paywall right there. There you go, David. I know for sure that's going to work for you. And Mark, I like everything else. And I'll not touch anything else in terms of liking people on this paywall or <laughs> on this app. Okay, let's take a look. Charlie C C C S. Okay, Charlie, you win round two, baby. Four to two. All right. All right. Take and then it. Malika Malika says, Michaela. I agree. Michaela. Sorry, Michaela. <laughs> I agree. I don't like animations and paywalls. It might be distracting too. So I'm up rather for you. You're like, okay, thank you, Nurex. I appreciate you. All right. You got one more in you, Charlie, before we say bye? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. You, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, how do you get a squirrel's attention? Ow. Act like a nut. Oh, shoot. <laughs> there you go. Act like a nut. I like it. All right. For Was the that win. Sad music? Was that just like, <laughs> yeah, this is just like the uh, slowly zoom into my face? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking the like, hello, darkness, my old friend thing uh, where it just doesn't land. Charlie, what do you get if you cross a sorceress with a billionaire? Sorceress with a billionaire. Sorceress with a billionaire. This feels comic booky somehow, but I'm, I'm struggling to find a joke in here. All right. How? Okay. How? Or what? A very witch person. There you go. <laughs> very witch person. All right, guys. All right. Put last round. All right. Well, let me. Okay, I got it. Last round. Put S if you thought my joke was better. Put C. We'll end with one more question on this, Charlie. In beta, uh, beta. What offering is stronger? Okay, I can answer this. Here you go. Lucas says, Charlie, if you have a web version of the app, how do you verify active subscriptions? Attaching custom metadata like email to RevenueCat user? Um, if I have a web version, how do you... Yeah, so you can... I, I'll admit uh, my knowledge of this is not as good as it should be as the developer advocate. Uh, I'm still mostly mobile focused, but we do have... We have like a Stripe integration that you can use to to hook up to, uh, to Stripe... Uh, billing i think is what it's called mm-hmm. and then and then you can you can attach your user ids to our uh ids so that those are all like linked up and that's how it works across multiple platforms as well for android and ios i love it uh yeah so oh go ahead no i'm just gonna say like if you didn't know that revenue cat had this offering where you can actually get 
you know, they kind of help you manage and get people to pay on the web versus in the app store, you can actually do it. And I think that's what Lucas is doing right now with revenue cap. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I think that's only going to get more and more popular as mm-hmm. uh, Apple may or may not be forced to be more and more okay with people doing that. But certainly like reader apps uh, or well, what Apple calls reader apps, which includes, you know, Netflix and I guess dating apps are sometimes included in that. Um, more and more of those are, are allowed to do that. And yeah, so we do have support for that. If revenue, revenue cats paywall offering is in beta, what offering is revenue cat strongest at? If I can go. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think the look subscription metrics, trial to paid, the install the trial, the MR, the LTV, that's all within Revenue Cat. And if you are running Apple search ads, they'll even have some attribution where they'll tell you which keywords are the best converting. So look, if you don't even need the paywall version, you can rely a lot on Revenue Cat. All right. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know about all of the other features that we have on. Yeah, uh, I think the the really big thing is how fast we can get you set up with in-app purchases. Uh, Cause using Storekit, while it has gotten better over time, um, it's just so much more painful. Our SDK is built by geniuses uh, I've learned mm. and it's so nice to oh, use. I love this. And so you yeah. can get this built, you can get things built really quickly. And then once you do, you get access to our charts, which are, way more up-to-date than App Store Connect. If you've ever uh, tried to see any sort of live data in there, you know that that's a painful experience. And our charts are awesome. I mean, really yeah. awesome. And you can segment by all sorts of things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, this is what I like to look at. Like the start rate, this is trial activation, and then conversion to pain. This is the number that you want to look at. You want to be as, you know, around 30 to 40% is on average. And you got your MRR, you realize LTV, like go back to this chart, right? Like how do you make more money with the same numbers? Increase LTV, increase the subscription, increase this, increase that. So that's why they're highlighted in yellow, but this is what Revenue Cat is really, really good at. And you can see all yeah. of these numbers. Rather than and all those can be segmented by all your different products. They can be segmented by ad campaign in uh, like Apple search ads, which is really great if you're looking at, you know, LTV, like you were talking about, you can see what the LTV is, not just for all of your customers, but specifically for those acquired through a specific ad campaign. And so you can know, am I actually coming out in the green on this campaign or not? I love it. And then Armin says, how do you guys feel about asking for ratings at the end of the onboarding right before the paywall? I've shared this past in the past, Charlie. Yeah. Well, based on what you said earlier, it sounds like you might be different than kind of the conventional wisdom I've always heard, which is like, rate just the number of ratings is really important to aso uh is what i've always is my understanding and so asking early even if that means you know you're not going to get as high of a rating as you would if you ask later whenever it's somebody who you know is truly engaged that can help but it sounds like maybe you think differently it still works still helps but i'm just saying like it's not the one thing like i wouldn't be like oh let's just do this right like like ah there's other strategies out there because it's pretty hard to get more ratings but yeah it does work so definitely do that yeah and then Asking, michaela oh go ahead okay sorry has says i'm trying to give you a good on time Charlie. the michaela says should i use revenue cap paywalls or the new store views in swift ui what's the difference so the store views in in swift ui are kind of apple's um it's sort of like a paywall builder uh framework that they have that's like built into ios now um it's extremely limited i actually wrote a really long tutorial on how how to use them just not using us at all um so i would check that out 
I mean, I'm blog? obviously extremely biased here, but like, if you're using RevenueCat already, I would I would just start with uh, with RevenueCat paywalls because it, one, it's a lot faster to get set up, and then two, you you're now wired into all of the other things that RevenueCat offers really easily. So you can change things through our dashboard. You can change which products are on offer, run experiments. Um, and also like store the store kit views, you can't, you can't mix uh non-consumable and app purchases in. So like if you have a lifetime option in there and a subscription or multiple subscription products, um, you, you can't mix those up just using the subscription store view, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot more limited, but if you're not using revenue cat or any other framework, um, it is definitely a nicer thing than not having any options from before, but just know that they're definitely limited. One of the things we didn't cover was this black Friday, you know, the holiday season is upon us. Oh yeah. Check out this blog post that Charlie wrote how to run a holiday sale in app store connect for iOS subscription apps. Yeah. We're to the blog close to that. So yeah, definitely figure out your black Friday strategy right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) An update that's already in the store and ready to go whenever uh, black Friday starts. Oh, you know what? Sam did ask his question. We'll end with this. Sam says, Hey Steve, hi Charlie. Is it necessary to publish an app in production? If I am using IAPs in my app or can I keep my app in testing, open testing for a long time? Yeah, you can test without pushing it to the app store. Um, you'll need to push it, like you'll need to have it set up in App Store Connect. Yep. Um, and that way the the simulator itself can like simulate a purchase and everything. Um, but yeah, you can you can test that. We actually have, I think David Barnard is the one who wrote it, but we have a really long iOS subscription testing blog post that goes through all these details because there's a lot and there's a lot of weird nuances that are kind of tricky. Um, but it's much, much better than it used to be. Um, if you're, if you're on the technical side, I would look up StoreKit config files, uh, and use those because they will make your life 10 times better when you're testing. All right. Charlie, Michaela gave me the vote. Raphael two, one. Or will you tie this Charlie? Wow. Coming down to the three wire. one, the winner. Thank ah. you, Steve Young. Thank you. Where's my applause, ladies and gentlemen? All right, thank you. Thank you there it is. You. There it is. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, if you guys want it, like I said, Revenue Cat is the platform that allows you to easily manage, get the data that you need for your in-app purchases, your subscriptions in particular, all the ones that we're looking at. Right. Say it one more time. The trial activations, the trial to paid, the LTV, rather than having to pull it with an app store connect and looking at all this data and doing the crazy V lookup, you can just get all that data within Revenue Cat. And Charlie, here's the analogy I like to use. So let's see if you like this one, okay? Right. I love Ritz, crack- Ritz crackers. Oh, the yeah. paywall feature. So like Revenue Cat on its own, Ritz cracker, amazing. But the paywall, put a little jelly on that Ritz cracker. It's going to taste so much more excellent. And that's what this new paywall feature allows you to do is just get all that subscription data into one platform and allow you to A-B test your paywalls, design, build, test. Those are the things that I would be really testing. And so they make it really easy for you to see that data. And then now with this new paywall builder, test your paywalls as well. Charlie, anything else I miss that you want to talk about with Revenue Cam? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think we covered everything. Well, if you guys want to follow Charlie, he is on Twitter. His Twitter profile is linked up into your favorite podcast app and your, the YouTube description. Great follow. So check him out there. Charlie, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Uh, 
No, Twitter or whatever we call it these days is fine. Uh, CharlieMChapman.com. I try to keep that updated with all the different social platforms uh, I have. So that's another one. But that's linked on my Twitter. So there you go. There you go. There you go. All that and so much more. All right. Next week, we got Yulia or Julia. She's she's from Replica AI. If you guys aren't familiar with that, go check them out. It is like an AI friend app. And I'm super excited to talk to her. So we're going to talk to her next Friday and every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Make sure you tune in, hit that bell button, do all the things that we need on YouTube. Subscribe, like, all that jazz. Thank you guys for joining. We went a little bit longer, but people are still here. Five Live, thank you. Michaela, thank you. And then Nurks, thank you. And then to everybody else, Charlie, thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. This is fun. All right, guys, have a great weekend. I'll see you next Friday. Bye. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.